0: Hello, good afternoon everybody. Welcome uh, to the Lioness Method Podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams and solving real-life solutions with a growth mindset. I'm your host Narissa Sue and today we have the amazing uh, pleasure of speaking to Kim Walsh Phillips. Uh, Kim is a multi- <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, and just to give you a little bit, a bit of background on Kim, she's a multi-seven-figure business entrepreneur with no business degree and a tendency to say crazy pants <laughs> more than is socially acceptable, which I love, but, and she's also the best-selling author of The No BS Guide to Direct Response Social Media Marketing with Dan Kennedy and The Ultimate Guide to Instagram for Business and Game Changer, how to get 10,000 fans in 72 hours. So, um, and she also hosted an amazing uh, workshop uh, this morning, which I got to be a part of, which was the $250,000 Clubhouse strategy, which was um, absolutely amazing. And I almost forgot to mention that she is the founder of Powerful Professionals. Uh, so Kim welcome and thank, thank you so much you. for joining thanks us for
1: today. having me so much fun. I cannot wait to chat with you.
0: yes have so many questions and I know uh, the listeners will be really excited because I know you have a wealth of knowledge about um, not only building business but um, building teams and and from this morning just really how to network and open up and uh, and I know that we actually met uh, through clubhouse as well so it's been just a, a game changer uh that app but I'm, i want to start at the beginning just because i know that we have a lot of ground to cover today in a short amount of time uh so let's start with uh, who you serve and and how you serve them
1: i love that question so i get to serve awesome entrepreneurs who are tired of relying upon word of mouth and referral in order to grow and they want <laughs> to finally become in charge of the growth of their business so I do that through showing them how to leverage online marketing from social media to webinars to automated sales campaigns that allow them their amazing services to be sold for
0: them while they do other things I love that and what entrepreneur doesn't need that type of help yeah. for sure
1: <laughs> especially
0: in this market everything has gone digital so if you're not on some type of digital platform then you're you're way behind but call Kim So I know that you um, have had several ideations of your business. And I would love to hear um, what challenges you needed to overcome in order to just even get started. Like, how did you start? When I first
1: started, my company began by someone coming to me and asking me to do consulting work for her. So she actually said this exact phrase, I think you're supposed to own your own business and I want to be your first client. And I was like, what? Wow. I love that. That's what started me. Yeah. And that was 22 years ago, which is so crazy. And I can remember the exact moment when it happened. And um, I started with consulting clients that I did evenings and weekends while I held a full-time job. I quit my full-time job when it was announced on the cover of the newspaper. One of my clients announced that they were working with me. And then wow. they're like, oh, you're doing other things. And they knew I was doing something, but they didn't want it to be so public. So I'm like, okay, I guess I need to go now. And that was <laughs> I had four weeks paid uh, leave at the end of that job. So it gave me four weeks to like crank out my business. And then um, we started as a marketing and PR agency doing small events and marketing campaigns for the local businesses in our town. And I was relying upon word of mouth marketing and PR in order to grow. And it was great when it was great. I would get awesome clients coming to us, but we didn't have money to advertise. I couldn't go out and um, promote. And I thought if I keep sponsoring things, if I network, I'm going to get more clients. And it really never worked. And it was when I read. Dan Kennedy's book, The No BS Guide to Direct Response Marketing, I was hooked. I found out about what direct response marketing means. I saw that marketing could go get me clients that I wanted to work with, and I could use those same principles to help my own clients. So it started to work. I got to meet Dan Kennedy. I uh, He became a client of mine, and then I, he asked me to co-author a book with him the no BS guide to direct response social media marketing. It's not only a best selling book, it's his best selling book of all time. Eventually grew my agency large enough to sell it. Started my coaching business to show others how we did it. And in less than three years, we grew it to multiple seven figures using the exact same strategies that it took me almost 20 years to <laughs> figure my other company. So it's been a wild ride, um, but it's been incredible.
0: That's amazing. That that's quite a story. And um, and how did you you get the inspiration for this this current uh, ideation of what you're doing now? Because I just I hear you in all these different clubhouse rooms, and you're always on fire. I mean, you are just um, wonderful and very generous with your knowledge, and um, just sharing it with ladies um, very openly. So, where do you get your inspiration?
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's very very kind of you. I know that um, the gifts that I have, the knowledge that I have, my hands and my feet, they weren't created for me. They were created to serve others. So I Mm -hmm. literally see every day of my day an opportunity to serve more. And I'm on fire for that. I love doing it. I feel completely in my purpose. But I'll say. That's not an accident, right? I believe our passions are not an accident. They're our God-given superpowers. Mm-hmm. And when we lean into them, amazing opportunities open up and we can serve so many more people. It's when we go against them constantly that we feel tension, that we feel pain, that we feel exhaustion. It's when we lean into what we're supposed to be doing. When we serve so hard, we can sell so easy because we're connecting with the right market and the right message at the right moment.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. There's so many gems in there. And uh, I, the number one thing I heard was that, you know, um, selling is love. When you're in a place of providing something that is so valuable to many, right? Like the services that you're providing people, that it's really, you're loving on people. You're really off, if you didn't offer it, then you wouldn't be, you know, in your purpose, in alignment. And I know for a lot of the listeners right now, they probably are, are struggling with that stress. And, and if you're in that place of like stress, like you just said, um, and just feeling kind of confined, then it is, um, what are some tools that you've used to kind of gain that clarity uh, to get out of that?
1: But really getting super clear on who I'm serving and what it is for. So a little exercise that you could do is, you write yourself a letter from your prospect. It's mm-hmm. a year from now and they wrote you a letter and you're writing that now, Um, and they're gonna tell you what their life was like before they met you, what they discovered because they met you, the action they took because they met you, and what their life looks like now. You're gonna write this letter out and you're gonna keep it someplace visible when you're working on your marketing, when you're working on your programs, when you're working on your messaging, so you can focus all on the person that you are serving, not on you. Because really, if we don't put our message out there, we're putting our ego in front Mm -hmm. of our mission. So how do we keep our mission front and center? We got to keep it focused right in front so we know exactly why we're doing it and who we were created to serve. And that makes it really easy because you're always thinking about, like, it keeps us people. Mm Now, actually, I'll show you something quick. And I know this is going to be audio, too. But for the audio people, I'm going to get a board and I'm going to show it to her.
0: I love this. If if everybody needs to grab a pen and paper, because this is is going to be a writer downer uh, moment right here. Kim is about to drop some gems.
1: (laughs) There you go. This board, right? This board, this is an example. It's just foam core. When we do a launch, we write every I handwrite every single person's name on a sticker and I put it on, on the board. And I pray over each person, thanking um, that for their resources, their mission, their focus, and maybe maybe multiplied. And, and gratitude for the trust that they have in us and the, the ability we have to serve them. And the reason why I do that is a few things. First of all, I wanna connect with each person. I wanna have that visceral connection to them. I want to hear them see them feel them so i can serve them in a meaningful way i do want to have gratitude over them but i also want to keep them or so i want to keep them as a person not a number and Mm -hmm. i think too much in my industry people start looking at numbers oh i have 12 I have 120 I have 1200 I have 1.2 million I have 12 million they stop thinking looking at people as numbers and i mm-hmm. don't care if you have two people who watched your last video you have two people who listen to your podcast those two people matter it was mm-hmm. good that you showed up for them Stop worrying about the vanity metric of all these huge numbers and start focusing on the sanity metric of who you're actually serving. And when you do that, it changes everything of how much impact you can have inside your business.
0: Wow. I, I love that so much. I can just it just resonates right here. And I can hear so much of, of the way that you're speaking, that spirituality also uh, plays a big role in your business. And what would you say to to other women entrepreneurs that are listening right now about having spirituality as a base, as an entrepreneur?
1: It's who I am in my in all sorts of lights. Front of, you know, people say in this world, you're how you are in your front of the house is how you should be in the back of house. If, yes. you, if you are that way all the time, then be that way inside your business, too. If you're not that way all the time, then don't be like that in the business, because we've also heard people who try to talk about it, and it feels kind of gross because you could feel yeah. like not authentic, right? Mm-hmm. But don't be scared to be who you actually are all the time in business, because that's our authentic selves and when we live in that zone of authenticity number one we don't have to remember what we say all the time when we're telling the truth like amen to that (laughs) (laughs) and number two we're going to attract people who want to actually work with us because we're being ourselves and so you know i I love all people regardless of their face. And I love all people, even if they don't call the thing that I call God, God, I'm totally cool. Like I love you no matter who you are, but I mm-hmm. do believe that there's God and I believe in God and I mention it sometimes in my marketing. And so if you're not okay with that, then you probably don't want to be in my world and that's okay too. Like mm-hmm. there's so many cups of tea that I can pour and there's so many cups I, can, I want to pour into that are opened up. waiting to be served that if I'm not your cup of tea, that's okay because I get to spend all day pouring into those that are ready to be fed in their thirst and I don't need to um, serve you if I'm not a good match for you.
0: Oh my gosh, I, I love that. That also resonates really clearly. My grandmother always used to say there was a, there's a lid for every pot. So it kind of goes with the teapot oh, analogy. <laughs> so yeah. And it really is like just focusing on focusing on your true audience, which are the, mm-hmm. the people that understand you, they get you because you get them right. And you genuinely are able to love them where they are, meet them where they are in their process and, and then work with that and really support them. Yeah. So that's amazing. Uh, so, what what role has adaptability played in your success? I know that you're a woman of of wearing many hats all the time, and uh, so how has adaptability played that part?
1: So you need to never be nimble in your why, but always be nimble in your how, mm. right? That, that is the key. So we want to focus on why we're doing it, what our goal is, what we're trying to accomplish, but we have to be willing to move about with the way we accomplish it based on what's working right now and what else is happening in your life. You know, our lives don't happen to us. They happen for us. And oftentimes it's to give us a detour, but it's never so we can return home. It's usually because we're supposed to find another destination to where we're trying to go. And so, from, you know, having to move a bunch of times because of my husband's job, to the kids going on virtual school because of all that going on in the world, to having to change my in-person events to virtual, to having to pivot the way we serve our market. Like there's been so much that has required a pivot, but it's always been a good thing. It really has. It's allowed us to look at things with fresh eyes, new perspective, new opportunities to serve. And we've had the most impactful um, year ever in this past year, being able to really, I mean, I think our business was set up for just a time as this to show businesses how to go online. And mm-hmm. so it really gave us a, a beautiful place to be of service to our market um, because of all that's going on in the world right now.
0: And um, I, I totally agree. It's its a perfect time because it, we kind of have a, well, we had, it's things are starting to open up. Thank goodness. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll see how things kind of level out there, right? Um, but I think we've kind of had a captive audience because people were at home and they're, and they're finally open to getting online yeah. and they're seeing the value of these digital platforms. And um, I know that you have a wealth of knowledge um, about av- our advertising and all things digital. Um, what would your top three tips be for entrepreneurs or business owners that are looking at like say Facebook or Instagram? advertising.
1: So if you've tried this kind of marketing before and it hasn't worked for you, it's not because those those markets don't work, it's because your message was probably off. Mm-hmm. So you want to get your message clear and you want to make sure that your message works with people who already know like and trust you before you start spending any money on it. So I will always launch something first to my list, to my network, to my social media following before I start spending money on ads. And the way you want to approach marketing is you first put out a message that will attract your right market magnetically then Mm -hmm. you're going to get them to opt in by giving them a free gift that they're going to love something that could be an ebook um a guide a video a webinar something that they'll opt into and then after that it could be on the thank you page it could be on the webinar it could be a week later you're going to monetize it you don't ask for the sale up front because nobody woke up today being like, "Ooh, you know what I <laughs> want? I really, really, really want to go on a sales call." Like, you who know, thought <laughs> that today? But they did think that they wanted you to solve their pain. They wanted you to help them make more money. They wanted you to help them lose weight. They wanted you to help them find love. You wanted to help you sleep better at night. Whatever it might be, they do have a problem that you want them to solve. They want you to solve, and so you want to make sure that your free gift up front helps solve that problem so that they see the stuff you have is amazing, and they Mm -hmm. can't wait to do more with you. And that's when you get people asking to buy from you, and you don't have to sell to them hard.
0: That's beautiful. It sounds very organic. And again, it's about what you're saying all through this is that personal touch. We're getting to know the person. It's not necessarily just a number that we're selling to you or providing value and more value. Uh, So it it becomes like the natural next step. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I know that we're coming back. This went by really fast. I know that we I asked you a bunch of questions, so I have a couple more. Um, But uh, what's the biggest challenge uh, with for you right now that if it were solved, it it would allow you to make more money, have more time or more freedom?
1: Biggest challenge would be a constant battle to be two places at the same time. There's so much opportunity to serve within my company, to coach my members. But then my girls, I have two young daughters, eight and 10. They also Mm -hmm. need me. So I'm always working of how much can I get done between the time they get on the bus at 7 a.m. to the time they get off the bus at 3 p.m. And I try really hard to keep those um, times before and after that sacred. So like today we had this conversation because my daughter has a tutor at 4 p.m. Eastern. So it worked out well. Mm-hmm. So where are those little pockets of time that don't take away from that? But I never feel like I'm doing that 100 percent well. Usually if I'm doing one, I feel like I'm being pulled from the other. And I don't know if that's feeling. <laughs> ever gonna end um, <laughs> something i still struggle with to this day
0: beautiful yeah i think that's that's pretty universal right i think if as yeah. women we wear so many hats especially if we have kids um, and if we're it's really common to feel and i think a lot of the listeners that are, are listening right now would say that they they often feel like if they're doing great in one area then probably another area might be failing a little bit so right, it's exactly. I, I hate that word balance I, I don't think we have balance in our life i think it's more about harmony right uh-huh. and being able to harmonize things and and also how to delegate cool yeah so important Awesome. And then we're coming up to the end. So I'll just ask you one final question and uh, what has been your biggest win recently? I I know just from listening to your clubhouse, there's so many, but can you share with the listeners? Um,
1: Yeah, I would love to. We just had a virtual event called Launch Academy Live where we teach entrepreneurs how to launch a digital course. And uh, we had about 200 people there. We generated over $600,000 in revenue and had over 60 amazing individuals join our coaching program. So it was incredible. It was an awesome experience. It was able to be of service and impact people over several days and have it be incredibly lucrative for our company. So um, I could reward my team, give everyone bonuses. It was awesome. It was such a great thing and I can't wait to do it again.
0: Yes, that's amazing. And and your, um, the call from this morning, if people are, are interested in hearing that you are gonna offer that as a as a replay. Yeah. Sure. You can get a recording to that at any time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So um, we are right at the end here. So what is the best way for the listeners to, uh, to contact you?
1: Yeah, I think the best way would actually be via Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you can just look me up on the Kim Walsh Phillips. That's the Kim Walsh Phillips. Or if you'd rather go to our website, it's powerfulprofessionals.com
0: amazing thank you for that and then i will also drop those in the show notes to you for the listeners and for those of you that are watching us on facebook and beautiful and if you guys are watching this as a replay please uh leave a message in the comments that says hashtag replay and we'd love to hear your comments um, about this chat and maybe even us any additional questions you might have that uh, we can get back to you with after the show all right well, Kim, thank you so much for your time. I know you're incredibly busy. I really appreciate you. This has been so much fun. And uh, we are gonna sign off for today. So if you've been listening all the way to the end, we appreciate you too. And keep listening. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday with Lauren Brock Lauren Brock from the Advocacy. Advoc- I have marbles in my mouth all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 Lauren Brock from the Advocacy Group. All right. I don't know why that word's hard today, but, you know, we're just going to go with it. (laughs) All right. Bye for now, guys. Have a great afternoon and thanks again.